Hi, Mayor. How are you today? Good morning, Joe. It's going to be a wet one, I think. Well, I know we got some rain last week, but we certainly need more, so I'm not complaining. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure kids are, though. <laughs> They're back in school. How's it going so far? <laughs> Actually, so far so good. Uh, I talked to the superintendent each of the new days, and uh, very, very smoothly, um, you know, staff was was ready. The buildings obviously were prepared. Um, no, everything's been going very, very well. We got a you know a few new principals in place, and so there's some changes going into the school year from last year. But uh, all's, all's going well so far, so good. Yeah, I guess the biggest change certainly is it's much more uh, quote unquote normal than it has been over the past couple of years. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of pain, particularly at the high school level, because they, you know, in the last few years, because of all that was going on, they were far more lenient in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, we got to get back to some some normalcy, both in discipline and also back to the the rigors of the basics in the classroom. We're seeing, um, of course, uh, learning deficiency showing up, uh, especially at the younger grades. I'm sure that's a concern by for all educators. It is a concern. You know, we talked about this when we were making decisions along the way. This was the current concern expressed by myself and my colleagues that, you know, we were making tough health choices for the betterment of public health, but we all were concerned about the both the learning loss but also the mental health issues that will come out of the isolation that occurred. So now we're dealing with the reality of that. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of um, learning, how's the early learning uh, special education center coming along? It's coming. It's coming. It's. Uh, it's. I know I've said it before. It's far more complicated than when I first announced it, mm-hmm. uh, because we we want to build the best, and uh, with that, the certain standards the state requires. Number one, uh, two is we want to be competitive with the private outsourcing places that we have. And we don't want to just warehouse these kids. We want the best of resources, tools. Uh, all the bells and whistles needed to help uh, get some of these kids through school. And um, so it's it's slower than I anticipated, but I, I think we're probably uh, probably about 14 to 15 months out from the finished product. Mm-hmm. And um, talking about uh, projects, Mayor, how's the police station project coming along? It's good. They're still doing all the site work. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the last piece will be when the last piece on the on the foundation piece, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, when Father Bill moves across the street, um, you know, four or five months out, um, then it will really go in earnest because that, uh, as, as you know, that's part of the footprint, the animal shelter, mm-hmm. and the uh, Father Bill's is part of the the land needed to build the, the place. So there's still a lot of site work. They moved the fuel depot. They're doing a lot of underground work, drainage work, uh, utility work. Um, so there's, there's still work to be done on the site, uh, but I'm looking forward to when we really start going going vertical, which is probably going to be sometime next uh, next year. Okay. Uh, has uh, work begun on the animal shelter? Um, no. Okay. The obviously the interim shelter has took some effort, um, and our volunteers seem to be pleased with the interim location for now. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head what the schedule is on the construction of the animal shelter up on Quarry Street, mm-hmm. but um, i got to check in on the, where that is on the bidding. Okay. Seeing on the topic of projects, uh, what's going on with the new MBTA garage on Bergen Parkway? The uh, When you say the new MBTA garage on Bergen Parkway, which were we talking? Lindsay Adams repairs or Quincy Center? 
or the old low site? The old low sites is just a okay. big gaping hole in the ground right now. Yes. Well, actually, it's not a hole in the ground. They did level it and seed it for now. Okay. <laughs> but it does look kind of strange, uh, the big empty lot there. And they are retooling on that. The bids came in dramatically higher. I mean, when we when we go through bidding processes, there's always contingencies, but uh, the bids for this really blew them out of the water. So they we, they went back to the drawing board and trying to figure out um, accomplishing the same goal. Can they do it in a less expensive way? And part of the problem is right now, which is there's such a premium on construction, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a combination of labor costs, uh, more importantly, the supplies, the supply chain is is difficult, um, you know, the old saying, supply and demand, and uh, we're struggling with that. And, you know, in my conversations with people, um, it, it hasn't gone back to pre-pandemic uh, production on a lot of stuff. So um, that's that's a big, big issue as well. Um, I mean, that's going to be a huge, huge power draw, that facility, enable the power of the buses. I mean, everyone talks about clean energy and batteries, but the reality is that a lot of electricity will have to be produced in order to keep those buses, electric buses, rolling. So um, I'll be, I have an MBTA board meeting, I think next week, I'm sure we're going to get a report uh, where we are on that on that issue. Uh, I've talked informally to the general manager on a couple of occasions, not only on that, but on a number of issues relating to the T, and more specifically, from my perspective, those T-related issues that are in Quincy. Um, so they get, as you know, by watching the news, uh, there's a lot going on for the MDTA right now. They sure. get the hands full. As I, as I recall, the initial estimates for that <laughs> project were in the neighborhood of $300 million. Uh, where did they come in? You know, I don't know. What, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the number was, okay. but it was it was far exceeded that. Really? Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't even close. So, um, And that was the challenge. Mm-hmm. The flip side is, and I said this to the general manager, you know, with all due respect, and I'm dealing with construction costs, Issues. I'm going to have to go back to the council and the police station, for example, uh, for that reason. Mm-hmm. I don't see prices coming down anytime soon. So if they're going to be timely on this, they're going to have to move forward uh, and suck it up. I mean, um, I know the the state has made more money available to them as they're going through their crisis. Um, so I, I, I certainly hope they get it resolved in the very near future. Okay. Let's talk about a project that is completed, Mayor, and that just dedicated last week is the Joe Finn Building in Quincy Center. Yeah, that's a great project. Uh, Leo Martin and, and Cy Marcus own the building. Um, it's um, It was one ugly dog in the middle of the square, 1433 Hancock, to the right of the Family Dollar Store. When Leo came forward and said, look, I'd, we're going to do the building over, we'd like to do workforce housing, would the city participate through the Affordable Housing Trust? And, of course, we we had them present before the Affordable Housing Trust Committee, and it was warmly received. Because this wasn't just, you know, a lot of projects. It's, it's a percentage of the project, cash in lieu of. This is the whole project. All I'm not sure it was 22 apartments, but all of them would be workforce housing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the city embraced it. Now the end product, um, you know, he stripped the facade off of the building, which probably went up in the early 60s. It was one ugly, I don't know if it was aluminum, some kind of metal panels that were on it. Uh, it was hiding a beautiful masonry building that he restored and put a beautiful little cornice on it. Uh, nice signage from the retail space. But when Leo was chatting with me at one point, he says, I got to have a name for the building because when we do sign apartments, they got to have a name on the building, not just the address. So. Mm. And we tried talked, and uh, he said, "Do you have any historic names?" And I said, "I would, 
don't know if I'd call Joe Finn historic, <laughs> but I think it would be appropriate uh, for a guy like that whose life's work has been to deal with homelessness yep. and come up with solutions and has been a, I said at the press conference, a, kind of a conscience on the issue, but he's become certainly an advocate and a voice for, for those that can't speak for themselves. Mm. And, um, and Leo loved it. He loved the work of Joe. You know, everyone loves Joe. He's a good man. And we thought it was great, and, and Joe seemed to be very, very happy with it. You know, too often in life we do things after somebody passes away, you know, and I'm not suggesting Joe is near that point at all. <laughs> if he's listening out there, I'm sure he's got 30 or 40 years left, but the reality is it's a nice thing to do yeah. to show appreciation to someone while they're still with us. It was nice his family was able to join him for that, too. It was a proud moment, I'm sure, for everybody. Yeah, it was. It was. If you could explain maybe a little bit about what the Affordable Housing Trust Fund is, Mayor, for folks who might not understand. Actually, um, Joe was part of the group that voted for what's called inclusionary zoning. So, uh, you know, projects over a certain number are required to provide either units or they make a cash in lieu of contribution to the Affordable Housing Trust Fund, which then... (laughs) They take the money and do projects like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo also has a project on Temple Street for veterans housing, affordable housing trust when he went into that one. The West Howard Street project that NeighborWorks was involved in, mm-hmm. across from the shipyard, beautiful building, affordable housing trust went into that project. So we've we've been part of a number of projects. So it's been a it's been a great tool to help. As as I said at the press conference, I, I never forgot it when Leo said to me, you know, where are the waitresses and waiters live where do the dishwashers live where do the cab drivers live you know in this market it's challenging so um that kind of stuck with me and you know i think we do have a responsibility to do what we can to assist i also think that more housing units helps overall because we're in such shortage for housing units in the metropolitan boston area big time i mean if we're going to meet the demand of the talent in the growing industries of life science biotech and the educational world and healthcare world and all those things that Boston and Massachusetts are known for, then we've got to provide housing for these folks that are coming to this region for jobs. And um, It's also, I had three adult children, and mm-hmm. they were all giving me a hard time about how we're going to buy a place in Quincy, Dad. It's getting so expensive. Yep. And that is a challenge. And, you know, if you're a homeowner, you certainly want your values going up because it's your biggest investment you'll ever have. Uh, but the flip side of that is if you're breaking into the market, it makes it more challenging. So the old uh, adage, as I mentioned earlier, about supply and demand, the more supply we have uh, to meet the demand, then it stabilizes rents. And, you know, when when we don't, uh, landlords can get higher rents because of that issue. And and I'm not saying all landlords are bad people, but some take full advantage of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people get left out. So the goal is here to try to include those folks that would normally be left behind. If a developer is interested in uh, tapping into those funds, how does that process work? Uh, they apply to the Affordable Housing Trust Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reach out to the planning department of my office directly, and mm-hmm. then you know we have informal meetings, which lead to then the formal meetings. Mm-hmm. If it's something that the city looks like, uh, it will embrace. Very good. I always appreciate your time, Mayor. I will uh, let you get going to your day. All right, Joe. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Thank you. You too.